Radio Free Redoubt begins in 5, 4, 3, 2... Welcome and good morning, God-fearing, liberty-loving, Christian nationalist, ultra-mega-patriots. Welcome to the morning commute with JJS and Lady Liberty coming at you from Spokane, Washington. We're in the heart of the American redoubt. Ooh, Mufasa. Liberals (laughs) hate that. Good morning, Lady Liberty. Well, good morning to you and good morning everyone out there. Welcome to Wifflebat Wednesday. <laughs> Ow! Yeah, no kidding, right? Yep, and I don't mean liberals. Actually, we're we're beyond that. I I, oh, I don't yeah. know if there's very many liberals left. That's communist against the the Christians, communist against the patriots. Right. Well, what's interesting is, I mean, you know, we've seen everybody switch over to supporting Trump. I mean, we've got pretty amazing. We've got even the leader of BLM. That, that, that says, you know, I am for Trump because we've we've had enough time to see that that Biden is doing nothing but horrible things right. to black people. And and Trump did way more for them than Biden ever did. And so there you have the leader of the communist army saying that he's all for there, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty cool seeing the Cuban population in Florida, like go all out for Trump. I mean, before now it's even stronger. Right. Uh, you know, the only Latino vote that the Democrats can claim are the illegal, the illegals that they're trying to ship in here as fast as they can. Right. You know, I saw something and I don't really track what Snoop Dogg is yes, doing. Yes, that's what I was just getting ready to say. Yeah. You know, he, he made a, a video simulating the execution of Trump. Right. Uh, with a with a handgun shooting him. And of course it was a you know mock-up of, of Trump. But he just came out and said, yeah, he's, yeah I got he's nothing but love him. for Trump. Yep. Yeah, which is, which is perfect timing considering Biden is trying to recruit... Taylor Swift and oh. uh, you know so so it's appropriate that Snoop Dogg pops right up and says oh I endorse Trump right you know, so I think <laughs> I think it's kind of funny actually but you know I I would like to see even more of the people that had been never Trumpers suddenly just jump on the bandwagon and we're seeing that trend yeah uh, matter of fact maybe even Biden is uh, really sticking his neck out there assuming Taylor Swift <laughs> is going to uh, show up on his behalf. Right. Uh, well, anyway, well, enough of that pop culture nonsense. And well, uh, But it, it is it, an it interesting says, trend. There is a new data from Polymarket that says that uh, the world's, well, Polymarket is the world's largest prediction market. And it shows oh, yeah. that President Donald J. Trump has a 90% chance of winning every primary. Yes. And so, well... You know, of course, nobody's nobody's even close, and we all knew that right. before before all of the others even started to pile on. Yes, you know, I think I think truly though, if anybody was directly underneath him, I would much rather have seen it be Vivek Ramaswamy than Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is just she's burying oh, herself. Oh, she's not even. She's in she's the... she's permanently killing her career by what she's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say if we were going to have a joke of the day, uh Nikki Haley said that either she or uh Kamala will be the next president, female vice president. Well, they'll be the f- one of them is going to be the first female vice president. 
correction, president of the United States because Biden isn't going to survive and Trump can't beat Biden. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, not if they still have their button on the electronic voting machines, which, of course, we've got the most fantastic update from Sidney Powell that you all are going to be very, very interested in hearing. Because, I mean, she actually Nikki Haley could actually be right that Trump has no way of beating Biden so long as they can just push a button and, right. and dump 50, 60, 70 million votes in favor for Biden. Yeah, if that's what she's banking on, then sure. But, uh, you know, and it's good to see uh, Sidney Powell. Uh, that was very encouraging. We've got an awesome clip. But, you know, honestly, we were pretty confused about her <laughs> when she... Uh, pleaded in that case, right? You know, was, for Trump, yeah. I was thinking like, about what that. Is I going. I on? think that she she may have done that just as a way to keep from bogging down her time allotment. You know, because as busy as she has to be, that that flat out could have just been taking up too much of her precious, valuable time that she's got to have to do other things. Because I don't know because what she has posted here is. By and large, what we reported on, what she had posted and proven uh, three years ago. Yes, and, and but with she new developments. Have, she has the new updates that we're going to be sharing today. Yeah, apparently they've the got break. the receipts too. Oh, so, yes, yep. Yeah, but we've had a couple listeners say, hey, aren't you going to comment on Sidney Powell? And we were trying to figure that out and sort it out ourselves. It, it did right. not make sense. But this is really good. It looks like she's still in the fight and bringing forward more evidence and and uh, evidence to back up what she had already been claiming right. with new evidence and new claims that's backed up. So Well, in fact, when I had sent uh, President Trump a copy of the ban electronic voting machines bill, yeah. when I sent him a copy of that, I sent him a letter, and I also included that information that Sidney Powell had all the proof that the 2020 election was stolen. She right. has all of it and had it posted on her website now for the past three years. And he did reply. And so yep. so he did actually read that. And I think she also could have been responding that way to the Georgia case, uh, not only for time constraints that she's faced with and just simply getting out from under it, but also because cause there was some kind of riff that happened between her and Trump. And I think it had everything to do with Jenna Ellis and Giuliani trying to oust her because they seem to be kind of like like plants. You know, um, could be. Yeah, they they were not they were not the big guns uh, that they were uh, projecting themselves. To they be. did. They did more harm to Trump than they did good. Yeah. And and Sidney Powell could have been quite at odds with them because she could have she could have done wonders for Trump. Yeah. And so if they if Giuliani and Ellis more or less ousted her because they were you know, she'd be upsetting their plans of throwing Trump off, um, you know, that. That could that could very well be what's happening because we've seen what they did. We saw that that Jenna Ellis turned out to be a traitor, and Giuliani has turned out to be a huge nothing burger. Yeah, it seemed like they were just on a sabotage mission. Just yep. you know, run, just grind the wheels, just right. keep throwing sand in the gears. Yeah, is kind of what and, it seemed and don't like they were actually doing. save Trump, which they are perfectly capable of doing as attorneys, but neither of them did. Yeah, well, yep. uh, more to follow. This this whole. 
this thing is not over, that's for sure. So uh, we'll watch uh, on the edge of our seats every day as this plays out. So That's right. Uh, but let's get to the word of the day to make sure that we uh, are grounded in his word in this time now more than ever, how that's important right. it is. He is our king. He's really just no. He's everything. No king but Jesus. That's right. <laughs> For sure. And we love him. We love yep. him just absolutely inside and out. Because he's great and greatly to be praised. <laughs> for sure. All right. So the word of the day for Wifflebat Wednesday <laughs> comes to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 13, that reads under the title, Fools for Christ's Sake. Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You are already full. You are already rich. You have reigned as kings without us, and indeed, I could wish you did reign, that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last, as men condemned to death. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To the present hour we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. Hmm. And we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the off-scouring of all things until now. And that's it. Wow. That kind of puts us in our place, huh? <laughs> well, it does. It does. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great reminder that we aren't trying to be the center of attention. None of us are. God, right. God is the center of attention. And, and we will do anything in our power to do what he tells us to do by sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and no matter what that means, if we're, if we're persecuted, we're to endure Yes, and and we're supposed to persevere under all circumstances, and so so in eleven where it says we're poorly clothed and beaten and homeless, we both hunger and thirst. You know, I mean that's that's awesome. That that's basically like being a homeless person out there sharing the gospel right. to the rest of the <clears throat> world, and being like the light unto men under those circumstances. That was quite an existence. Uh, and, and he spoke, you know, specifically to the state that the disciples were in. Yep. You know, they're marked for death. And, uh, and they knew it. But they were so sold out that even through all of that, and of course, what an advantage to have, to have actually walked with, talked with, yes. lived with Jesus. And, right. you know, Paul had the same experience, you know, even after Christ's resurrection, being, you know, met on the, the road to Damascus was just the beginning of that that time that he got to spend with Christ being taught. And so, 
Imagine, man, what what a difference. That's the difference, I think, in their faith versus Christians today, that experience of being with him in the flesh, face-to-face, to talk with him and to be taught. That's right. Wow. Well, it that just brings up, you know, the the fact that they're they're lowly, and you know we were talking about over the past two days about how the God that created the entire universe he chooses to be lowly and humble in spirit. Yeah. You know he doesn't. He's never puffed up yet. He created everything. Right. You know he's the inventor of even the most smallest of particles all the way up to macro universe size. Yeah, and, when and he yet, says... And yet he is not puffed up. Right. When he says, I am the the almighty, uh, the most high in the universe, it's not bragging. Right. It's stating it's fact. the fact. Yeah, right. You know, everything came out of his mind, you know, right. that's, that exists. And yep. so, yeah. He created uh, everything. Absolutely. And and so, no wonder we are not to be puffed up or take any credit whatsoever right. unto ourselves or esteem ourselves one above the other because, oh my gosh, if God won't even act prideful and he created everything, we most certainly better not. You know, I right. mean, I mean we, can't, we can't stand toe-to-toe to God in order to say, oh, I'm so great, I have the right to be oh, puffed up. Oh, not even. Close. And especially, no. especially when God won't even do that Himself. That's right. So you know, when we are following in His footsteps, we need to be humble, like He is humble. Well, and the disciples too. They, their whole concept was they were they were poor and lowly by man's standards. Right. But they knew they were rich. Yes. By God's standards. Yep. And they walked pretty tall, knowing that. I mean, right. that's a pretty victorious way to live and you know they tell us to for a reason they knew something they knew what they were talking about well exactly that you know the one man on the planet that owned nothing except the clothes on his back basically right was the most powerful man that ever walked the earth yeah he owned nothing and he was humble and kind and more loving than anybody else that has ever existed right and so it's there's there's this a psychology adage that says the more that you have to have on the outside of you reflects the less you have on the inside of you. And so the less you need on the outside of you, the more you have on the inside of you. And so that is exactly an example of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, when it says in verse 10, we are fools for Christ's sake, but, but we are wise in Christ. Fantastic. I'll take that any day of the week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, that is exactly where I want to be. Let me be a fool for Christ's sake and let me not ever be puffed up, especially right. when God won't even do it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, that's a good one. That's good Christian just, living word there. Yep. Okay. So uh, one more time, let's put that scripture out. Okay. So that was 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 13. Right. Okay, got it. All right, well, on that note then, we will take a quick break here. Uh, this segment brought to you by JesusAppears.com, helping to get you ready for the return of our King. Speaking of our King, and he is his return is imminent. 
you don't want to miss out on it. And you can learn what that means and how you can prepare yourself for his return. And uh, that is JesusAppears.com. The Morning Commute will continue. Segment two coming right up. Stay there, patriots. Much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. Communist propaganda, which left unchallenged, could speed up their goal of world domination. We are in the midst of a continuing struggle for the minds of men. Welcome back to segment two of the morning commute with JJS and Lady Liberty. Hoping you are all having a blessed uh, commute and uh, you're having a great week. Uh, lots of stuff going on here. Uh, Lady Liberty segment two. We've got that clip that, well, we've got a few clips here if we can get to them all. That's right. Well, and we wanted to start with uh, the most important first because this this update with the Sydney Powell information where she's proving the election fraud, where it comes from, who holds the majority of the reins, being the CCP, yeah. uh, but also the new addition about the Department of Defense patent on this Dominion voting system that allows votes to be changed. Yeah. And so listen to what they have to say here in Sequoia bought it themselves and then they sold it to Dominion a bit later and Mr. Polis of course is still with Dominion so since 2005 the core a core group of three or four people have owned all the patent technology that uh, goes into uh, what we're seeing today with Dominion and and what what did that patent technology allow them to do Oh, it, it allows them to uh, change votes, to change votes in batches. The adjudication process allows that. They can real-time monitor an election. Uh, there's a, a access to it from any number of places, wherever 
the head of security at Dominion or Mr. Coomer previously would want to give anyone access, it's possible to do that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's really stunning. Yeah, it is stunning. I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing this tonight, I think. I mean, I hear, I've yep. heard a lot the last year, but or how many months it's been. Uh, I think this is, this is kind of new information, is it? Yes, it's definitely new information. Uh, much of it's in our filing. I did not get all of it in our filing, so we will be updating things on the website as fast as I can get them written. And they can see this at uh, the website again, please? DefendingTheRepublic.org. DefendingTheRepublic.org. Okay, DefendingTheRepublic.org. So one of the patents is from, so we're talking about multiple patents here by different people, uh, but one of them is for a patent from 2006 from the Defense Department. Um, why would the Defense Department want to patent software that allows them to flip elections? <laughs> yes, that's a good question, isn't it? Do you know which division inside the Department of Defense? Is it one of our intelligence divisions inside the DOD? Uh, no, at one point, there, there are actually two patents that are key. One in 2005 for, for dyna dynamic auditing of elections that allows them to monitor it real time. And that was done with the National Institute of Health, which I don't exactly understand. Um, at least that's what it says. And of course, these patents even admittedly say they will develop uses beyond, you know, what they say in the patents themselves. So I think there's a lot of room there for people to use them however they want to be used. But uh, the, then the one that in, uh, allows them to calculate an algorithm to come out with a predetermined result of an election is the one from 2006. And I think that was the Defense Department um, and then it was given to a university in New Jersey that is a, an international think shop, apparently. What, what does that mean? A lot of foreign students are at that university. Oh, and here's another interesting tidbit. A year before the election of 2020, Dominion Voting Systems assigned all 19 of its patents for election technology to the Hong Kong Shanghai Bank and then there was an infusion of over 400 million, we believe, to State Street Capital, which owns Dominion now. Wow, there's, uh, you know, we keep using the term smoking gun evidence. Right. If this is what she thinks she's looking at, this, this could be it. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, well, it basically, it makes it clear that our election process is compromised absolutely, and yep. uh, needs to be completely revamped and previous elections draw, you know, places more doubt and adds evidence to what we all suspected in the first place. Right. And uh, I'd like to see where this is going to go. I'm, I know we're following this. Well, wherever it goes, it better hurry up because it's only got a few more months before, right. before something definitive can happen to those machines that stops this from being the next stolen election. Yeah. Well, uh, the Senate, the Senate better move fast or Congress had better. They're the, they're the ones that are in the position to do something 
the most damaging right on the you know nationwide scale well yeah because it who's the one that that reprimands and prosecutes dod for having the ability to manipulate and flip elections in their own patent well not only that but turning it over to a sworn enemy right the ccp the communist chinese party now uh, you know, through their investment firms, right. have hold the patter, the patents to all of these. Yeah, hand uh, it know, over to the machines. Hong Kong banks. Yeah, unbelievable. And so, yeah, well, like I said, we're going to follow this closely. Now, speaking of Congress holding uh, people in our government accountable, right? Boy, uh, this is something we've been kind of you know waited waiting with bated breath, waiting to see if it was actually going to take place. But apparently, it is now underway. Right, exactly. We've got this fantastic clip here from Representative Mark Green, a Republican from Tennessee, who says, well, we'll just let you listen to what he has to say. This happened yesterday, and they actually submitted the articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. Hear, hear! Three cheers for that. And so listen to what he had to say. Today is a grave day. We have not approached this day or this process lightly. Secretary Mayorkas' actions have forced our hand. We cannot allow this border crisis to continue. We cannot allow fentanyl to flood across our border, our criminals to waltz in undeterred. And we cannot allow a cabinet secretary with no regard for the separation of powers or the rule of law to remain in office. That is why today we present this committee with the articles of impeachment against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. So, break out the wiffle bats and let the impeachment begin. <laughs> That's right. Fantastic. We have been waiting for three years. You yeah. know, this is highly suspect. Why is now? Why is the three-year mark suddenly when everybody is going to get out from underneath these rocks they've been sitting under? And now everybody's going to yeah. swing the wiffle bat the way they should have three years ago. Yeah, I can't wait to see all the welts on his head. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, wherever. You know, let a lot of gauntlet. it. But a lot of it has been the leadership in Congress. I mean, the, the, look at the people that they've put in place there as the Speaker of the House. Now, we've got this last one here. One last uh, warning. We've got a, a, a quite a, a, a stiff warning from Archbishop Vigano about the WEF. And what he's saying, basically, you can listen for yourself. It's a little bit hard to understand with his thick accent, but he says, the WEF threatens the heads of government of the 20 most industrialized nations in the world with carrying out the Great Reset. It is a global coup d'etat against which it is essential that the people rise up. All those who govern nations have been enslaved or blackmailed by this international mafia. So listen to him and what he has to say about it. In short, Klaus Schwab is threatening the head of government of the 20 most industrialized nations in the world to carry out the programmatic points of the Great Reset in their nation. This goes far beyond the pandemic. It is a global coup d'etat against which it is essential that people rise up and that the still healthy organ of state start an international juridical process. The threat is imminent and serious. Yep, we're thankful for those that are you know, using their voices to alert the citizens everywhere around the world. Well, you guys, you'd be blessed out there. You have a uh, safe 
day and uh, join us tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here. That's right. You all have a wonderful Wiffle Bat Wednesday and blessings to all of you Christian patriots out there.